Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this very timely and important topic of our employees and retaining them. There's a lot of talk about the great resignation, uh, people leaving our organizations, and we want to flip the script and start talking about how do we create this to be the great retention or the great attraction to our organizations and stop having the conversations around people leaving our company and having a really difficult time finding uh, solid candidates for our organizations. I'm Chelsea Paulson, and I am the Chief Strategy Officer at Keystone Group International, and I'm talking about this topic today because this is something that I have seen with all of our clients that they are struggling with, and we've seen how really strong, solid companies who have a focus on their people and their culture are faring much better than those organizations who aren't focusing on their people. So why is the Great Resignation happening? I think it's really important to start there. Uh, More than 19 million employees have quit their jobs since April of 2021. And that's according to a McKinsey and Company report. 19 million employees have quit their job since April of this year. There is a labor shortage. This is true. And it's our new reality. This is what it is. This is not going to change. There's not all of a sudden going to be hundreds of thousands, millions of new employees that we're going to be able to to select from. So this is a new reality that we have to learn how to maneuver and be successful in. One of the things that I keep hearing and seeing over and over are why people are leaving is because they're looking for a deeper purpose. They're tired. Our employees are stressed. They have a lot of anxiety. They have fear around all sorts of things that are going on around us in society, in politics, um, and, and in the companies that they're in. And they're looking for a deeper purpose that they can connect to. They want to have a shared purpose with the organization and understand that we're working for something bigger and something greater. Uh, a lot of times leaders are not following this adage that we use frequently at Keystone is what got you here is not going to get you there. The leaders that we were at the beginning of 2020 cannot be the leaders that we are at the end of 2021 and going into 2022. Um, the Another reason why we see uh, the great resignation happening is that there is a disconnect between job seekers and employers. Job seekers are wanting higher pay, more flexibility, and remote options, and employers are still favoring Uh, Those candidates with several years of experience, people who have the ability or desire to work nights and weekends and have a preference for working in person. So there's this disconnect between what job seekers are wanting and what employers are willing to to, to kind of give into. Leaders are feeling very desperate in these times trying to find good people, but we're not always willing to adjust our expectations. So what are we going to do about this? Um, There's a lot of things that we can start doing about this. One of our main responses to this is starting at a higher rate of pay. This isn't always the answer. Sure, you need to analyze your compensation um, philosophy and the the way that you go to market with your your positions and make sure that you are paying a competitive uh, wage, but this isn't always the answer. And sometimes when we use money 
to keep our people. Maybe it's through bonuses or through raising pay. And that's all we're doing. It feels very transactional and not relational at all. And as we kind of go through, you know, what other things we can do about this, a lot of this revolves around creating deeper and more meaningful relationships, greater and deeper um, meaning behind the teams that we're in and the relationships we have within our organizations. And so when we're just focusing on the pay, on the transactional side of things, it isn't really connecting to what these job seekers and our employees are actually wanting. So what are some of the things that we can do about this? We can look at untraditional resources, um, people who want to work part-time instead of full-time, maybe people who are retired and are only looking for part-time work. We can start there. Uh, we can look at underskilled candidates as well, understanding that if we are hiring underskilled employees, we need to make sure we're creating robust training programs for them. But often this is a really great way to bring in some great talent, people who want, want a chance. They want to be given the opportunity to prove themselves and to show that they're capable of, of learning and growing and, and doing what's needed for the organization. Often these people put in a lot more effort than those who come in that have years of experience or are skilled in the area that you're hiring them for. Um, and then the other, other area we can look at hiring is disabled workers, um, opening our minds around who can potentially work for our organization and what they could provide, re-looking at our, um, our job descriptions and what is really necessary, what are the qualifications that are truly needed for this position, and broadening that and so that we're not cutting out some of these potential um, candidates that didn't seem to fit in our old model, our old job descriptions, but could fit going forward. And then, of course, remote workers. A lot of our organizations are still pushing back on our employees working remotely. And I'm all about culture and I'm all about people being in the office and working together. So I don't know that 100% remote is necessarily the answer for all organizations. I think there is some kind of a hybrid approach and some flexibility that needs to be there. But on the flip side, sometimes the candidates and the experience that we're looking for isn't in our backyard. And so looking remotely, looking across the country, looking in another state, Maybe that is a good option for some of our positions and really being open to rethinking about that um, and how that can look in our organization. And then if we are hiring these uh, untraditional resources, we need to make sure that we're removing the barriers for entry for them. There are some people who don't have transportation to get to our offices. So how can we either help them work remotely or part-time work remotely, or how can we help with the transportation aspect? Um, daycare can be a big issue for a lot of organizations. Is there a way that we can supplement daycare costs? Is there some, instead of doing a, a sign-on bonus, can we do a, a daycare bonus that our um, new hires could receive or a monthly stipend that could go towards, towards daycare? Um, training, as I've already mentioned, this is really, really big. We need to make sure that we are providing the training that is needed for these people to be successful. Onboarding and successful onboarding training is always necessary, but especially for bringing in people who aren't um, really, really highly trained in the areas that we are asking them to perform in. And then coaching. Um, we need to make sure that we are providing coaching um, for these uh, individuals as well. And this, again, goes for any new hire, that we are coaching them. We're being there for them along the way, along the journey, for answering questions, for mentoring and guiding them along the way, and not just throwing them in and hoping that they're going to swim. 
one thing that we do need to be very aware of is our leaders and how well versed are they in recruiting and providing them some training to help them be successful. Times have changed and recruiting is not just HR's responsibility. We need our leaders to be sourcing candidates for us as well and looking at candidates that might present themselves when you're out to eat or you're out at the grocery store or you're um, at an event or a conference. Who are these people that you're coming across and saying that could be potential hire for our organization? We need to be building our own candidate pipelines as well as leaders. And then also really broadening our horizons for our leaders on what a qualified candidate can look like. Again, this goes back to the concept of we can't always have people with five years of experience for every single position that we're looking for. We need to change our mindset around that. Look for culture fit. Look for drive. Look for initiative. Look for people who really want to learn and really want to grow. Those people who are eager, as I said earlier, might perform better than someone with a lot more experience. And the other thing that our leaders need to be very good at is explaining why the company is a good fit for the candidate, right? It's not just the, the candidate interviewing the, the company, right? They want to know if, if they're going to be a good fit. We want to know if the candidate's going to be a great fit. That has to go both ways. And so making sure that our leaders know how to really describe the culture, describe our core values, describe the purpose of the company and how we think that that candidate could be a good fit within our organization. One thing to be aware of is um, hiring systems, algorithms. A lot of times if we're using hiring systems that have these algorithms in them, they can be weeding out a lot of our applicants so that we never see some of them. If they have a, a gap in their job history, you don't have the exact keywords that we're looking for for different positions, we might never see them. Or someone might be overqualified or, or seem like they're asking for too much money but they're willing to take a pay cut to do something that they enjoy and something that they feel they can, can add a lot of value to. So while these algorithms can be very useful to help weed out candidates, they also can be really harming our recruiting process and weeding out candidates that could be a good fit for, for our organization. And then of course, we need to have a focus on retention, which for me, when I talk about retention, what does that look like? It's a focus on our culture. We need to understand why are employees truly leaving? And then when we're asking them these questions, we need to analyze that feedback and then make changes. So many times we collect all of the information and then we do nothing with it. So we need to collect the information, determine what changes need to be made, and then actually follow through with those changes. And then on the flip side, we need to ask our current employees, why do you stay here? What do you enjoy about an organization? And ask them other questions like, do you believe that we have the right people in the right seats? Employees know when we don't have the right people in the right seats. They specifically know when we don't have the right leaders in the right seats. And this can certainly be a reason why employees are leaving. Ask them the question, do you believe that your manager values you? Employees want to feel valued. They want to feel like they're adding to the organization. They're adding value to the position, to the clients, to whatever the focus is of their position. Ask if they feel like they have a sense of belonging at the company. This is a really big issue. This happens to so many individuals across so many organizations. They don't feel like they belong. They don't feel like they have a sense of workplace community within their work team, within the work environment, within the whole entire organization. 
And then of course we need to ask, how can we improve? How can we improve our sense of workplace community? How can we improve our belonging? How can we improve helping you understand how you're adding value to the organization? You know, what are we missing? Ask these questions. And then again, analyze the feedback and do something with the changes and make these changes. Another thing that we need to do when we're focusing on retention and focusing on our culture is that our leaders need to make sure they're focusing on building relationships with their employees. They're showing empathy. They're showing care. They're showing compassion for their employees. Again, how we led in beginning of 2020 and how we lead today at the end of 2021 are two totally different things. We need to adjust our leadership style and be leaders in today, in the here and now. It's really impactful for employees to understand what their personal why is, why they exist, why they get out of bed every day, and then how can you build that into their daily work, right? It doesn't have to be everything they do all day long. And this is not to say that employees are going to love every single aspect of their job because that's just not reality. But when you understand, when they understand what their why is, what their reason for being is, we can as leaders help them focus their energy, and their passion in those areas. And we're going to get so much more productivity out of them, so much more engagement. It's going to make them stickier with our organization and make them want to stay with us and want to help us grow because they know that they're adding value. They can feel it and they can see it every single day. Along with that, our employees need to understand what is the company's purpose. Sometimes we need to take a step back. Do we as leaders understand our company's purpose? why we exist, what our reason for being in business is. And I'll give you a hint. It's not to make money. It goes a lot deeper than that. And so do we understand our purpose? Are we sharing our purpose broadly with our employees? Are we regularly, consistently sharing our purpose and helping our employees understand how they impact the purpose, help them see that they are a part of something much bigger and how they can add value to that purpose? As leaders, we also need to build stronger teams. It's that workplace community. It's that belonging. We need to have a focus on this on a regular basis. And this isn't just team barbecues and happy hours and, you know, playing ping pong in the back room, right? This is about every day building high trust teams, high trust teams that can have candid, open conversations, solve real issues move the team forward, move the needle, be a high-performing and innovative team. There's a lot that goes into this and strong leaders can help create this environment, help create these teams. So the great resignation and this labor shortage is not going away. As leaders, we need to really be thinking about changing our mindset, changing how we lead, um, again, how we led before and how we lead now are two different things. How we lead today and how we lead a year from now are going to be two different things. It's a continuous improvement mentality that we need to have as leaders so that we can defeat this great resignation. So what I want to do is ask you to stop and reflect on your own leadership. It starts with you. It starts with the leaders. How do you need to grow and improve as a leader? How can you help your employees feel a greater sense of purpose and belonging? How can you broaden your own thinking of, of what a qualified candidate looks like? So the purpose of this podcast is to shift your perspective just a little bit 
is help you dial into your innate superpowers, your strengths, your why, your passion areas, so that you can achieve more and that you can help your people achieve more. So if you want to get a culture baseline on your organization or even on your team and just gain a deeper understanding of what your employees desire out of you as a leader and out of the company, reach out. This is our passion area. This is our why. Why we exist is to help organizations dig in to their people issues, to their culture, and really create a strategy and a plan of how we can impact our culture, how we can grow and develop this and have that continuous improvement mindset around our culture because our culture is never checked done. Our culture, just like our business strategy, is something that we are focusing on every quarter and every year. And we would absolutely love to partner with you in that journey and help you determine what is that baseline and what is the strategy to level up your culture and level up your business. Of course, with a focus on creating higher retention rates and weaving this culture strategy into your business strategy for 2022. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.